You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and you're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the Geek2Geek podcast network. On this week's episode, we will be talking about our favorite movie musicals. This is an exciting topic for us because we love musicals, like, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And Katie was very excited to talk about this. But before we get into that, Katie, what have you been up to? Um, Well, it's been a thrilling week full of of fun and amazing things. Um, last Saturday I went out, had a great time, went to some bars in Pasadena, saw this really weird band. Yeah. Uh, they were like a cabaret rock band. Nice. And they were, they were pretty amazing. I got hit in the face with like some beach balls and stuff, which was like really exciting. As you do. <laughs> yeah. It was super fun. But like I danced with this weird dude that was like in uh, uh, a vest with like painted handprints on him. And oh. he was wearing a mask. All right. He like pulled me out of my chair and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'm dancing now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I met an actor too. Uh-huh. Um, his name is uh, Adrian uh, Burks. He was in Code Black, which is like a medical procedural TV show that I used to watch. Yeah. And he was also in Whiplash. He was one of the trumpet players. Oh, nice. And he, he was, like, super nice and, like, really, really cool. Um, he lives in pa- he lives in Pasadena, which is where I met him. And uh, he he was, like, really, really awesome and funny. I follow him on Instagram, and he followed me back, which is really exciting. So Nice. Yeah, he's super cool. So um, I did that. And then on Wednesday, I went to trivia with Brian and Carrie, which was super great. We did really bad because Carrie was gone for like the first couple of rounds. So it was just Brian and I bumbling our way through things. What? But Brian's so good at trivia. Not when it has to do with pop culture. Like he doesn't like he can't. We we had to do the music round without Carrie, which was really hard because like (laughs) I know music, but like I don't I have a hard time sometimes coming up with like names of songs. And we actually did a lot better than we thought we were going to do. Like Brian and I, because especially because like some of the songs were newer and Brian's like, I don't know what this song is. (laughs) Yes. Got it. So it was, we did real bad, but, uh, it ended up being really fun. Like hang, I miss hanging out with Brian because like Brian's super cool and I love hanging out with him. We were supposed to go to the movies, but, um, we ended up going to trivia instead because I was like, we could go to the movies or we could go to trivia and drink beer. And he, he sent me like this emoji that's like Homer like drooling and yes. I was like okay I guess we're going to beer <laughs> we're just going to the beer <laughs> to the beer to the beer um I actually tried this really crazy beer it's a, it's a marshmallow stout oh it was so good it sounds really so good good um so marshmallow stouts two thumbs up for that all right um later today I'm going to a renaissance fair with joel which will be super fun like i've been to this renaissance fair before but i don't know if joel's ever been to a renaissance fair so it's going to be super exciting to like go to that with him Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um it's really big so they have like a show with with falcons and then they have jousting of course and Mm -hmm. then there's like this really funny show that i saw when i went with 
Brian. I went with Brian and Rachel like a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and it was great. We had so much fun. And then I had frozen cheesecake dipped in chocolate on a stick, <gasps> so I'm really hoping that's there. Oh, my God. So I can eat it. I'm really that, excited about it. That sounds really good. <laughs> um, and then tomorrow um, at the California Science Center in Los Angeles, they have a King Tut exhibit that opened, I think, a month ago. And so I'm going to that with Michelle and Morgan. So that's going to be super fun. And we're also seeing a IMAX 3D movie about pandas. That's nice. <laughs> narrated by Kristen Bell. So it's going to be... Aww amazing because panda bears are my favorite kind of bear and also Kristen bell is my favorite kind of person yes agreed (laughs) agreed so there's that um i've done a little bit of i actually have like really actual like geeky things to talk about which is exciting like actual geeky stuff um i uh, actually just listened to the geek to geek uh podcast like yesterday where they talked about voids doing a full uh mcu rewatch yeah so I'm like super proud of him. And also he's changed his ideas about like how he feels about Captain America, which makes me really happy. Um, so shout out to Void for loving the cap. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, but I started watching some MCU movies. Like I'm not going to do a full rewatch, obviously, because the movie comes out like, I don't like next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did watch uh, Avengers Age of Ultron yesterday. Um, still not a great movie. Still, still not my fave. <laughs> but what was really funny is that um, Void said that his favorite part about that movie, because he really likes that one, um, is the gag where they keep trying to pick up the hammer. Yes. Which is great. I love that. And I also love the thing where, like, if you put the hammer in the elevator and it goes up, does that mean the elevator's worthy of the power of Thor? Like, that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> yes. But um, I feel like that movie was honestly saved by Hawkeye. Like, he's my favorite yeah. part of that movie, uh, like, through the whole thing, because he's so funny. Like, he just has these little, like, things that he says, like, these little tidbits that he says throughout the movie, and it's just great. So great. Yes. Ugh. Jeremy Renner. Number one. Love it. But, um, but Beige is, um, I don't know if you listen, he's uh, doing uh, the marathon, the Disney run marathon. Yeah. So he's running a 5K, 10K, and the half marathon mm-hmm. in, in Disney World. And so he ran yesterday, and he should have already run today. Nice. So uh, shout out to Beige for being amazing. Yeah, way to go, Beige. running. And I hope you're eating the way you're supposed to be eating <laughs> while you're gone. <laughs> yes, I'm, I hope you're recovering. Yes, but apparently he's been eating a lot of sweets and a lot of carbs and not enough meat and protein and stuff like that, so he's been feeling real bad. Oh, no. Beach, come on, man. Get it together. <laughs> but yeah, so MCU stuff, so great. So I'm probably going to watch, if I can watch a couple more, like, throughout the week, I probably will do that. Nice. But yeah, so uh, that's what I've been doing. What have you been doing? Um. So the most exciting thing I've done this week is Eamon and I randomly discovered an X-Files night being done in Belfast. It was a part of the Belfast Film Festival, but um, it was interesting. I, I had a lot of fun, but it was definitely, like, like after you go to, like, specific nights in L.A., like, fu- like fun-themed nights in L.A., it's kind of funny to then go to Ireland nights. Like, like it was basically, like, 20 people just all drinking, watching a couple episodes of The X-Files, and, like, no one wanted to participate in the trivia... <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> or it like is not the same. <laughs> like, 
the 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 hosts, the poor hosts, they were trying so hard. Like it was these two guys. One was dressed up as Mulder. One was dressed up as Scully, and they were like totally committing to the bit and like like okay, we're gonna pick like one person who's a believer, who's a believer, and like every, just dead silence. <laughs> Uh, sir, you in the suit there, you look real nice, get up here. And then like, all right, do we have any skeptics in the audience? Dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> like, even and I are very shy. Like, so we weren't going to go up, but like, no. No, of course, no, not, yeah. <laughs> no one dressed up. No one, like, did really anything. They <laughs> This is so different from how you would have expected it. If they had an X-Files night in LA, people would have come dressed like aliens and characters. Oh, it would have been full-blown cosplay. Like, crazy. it would have been, you know, there's always people participating. But it was interesting. It's Anyways, it was really, really fun. We basically watched two of the most popular episodes, uh, Postmodern Prometheus and uh, Jose Chung's From Outer Space which are two funny classic episodes. Um, nice. And then they did like a montage of like fan videos. Like they did like the Simpsons episode of <laughs> like the X-Files themed Simpsons episode. They played the clip from Jimmy Kimmel that they did where Mulder and Scully start like making out on a table. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they played a fan video of that someone made set to... Um, uh, the the song from Aladdin. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole new world. <laughs> a whole new world. Thank you. <laughs> a whole new world, <laughs> and it's just set to X Files clips. Like it was the most random thing. <laughs> <laughs> they probably like googled like X Files fan video. They're like, oh, I like this song, and pick that one. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. It was it was just a lot of fun. Um, and then we just basically got to hang out in Belfast. We stayed overnight. And it was the, where the night was, was in like a very artsy area. So there was like tons of street art everywhere. Nice. So I took like tons of photos as you probably saw on Instagram. Yes. Um, uh, so it was just a lot of really, really nice fun. Uh, I finished The Hate You Give by Angie oh, nice. Thompson, Thomas, Angie Thomas. Very, very good. Fantastic book. Couldn't recommend it enough. Um... It's well-written, perfect for this time in our culture, and mm-hmm. just really good. Um, also been listening to a lot of Birdie, especially today. Uh, do you know the artist, the singer Birdie? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love Birdie. Actually, Birdie is like a, a big uh, artist for me and Eamon, and like we played a lot of it at our wedding. Yes, I know. It was, it was the song, like... <laughs> Birdie song was when I walked down the aisle to no big Stop deal. it. <laughs> I don't Stop know, it. Just, You're going to make me just, emotional. Stop it's it. It's just really pretty music. So I've just been listening to that a lot lately. And my weekly geekery, I bought some Supergirl comics while we were out in Belfast. I bought the Supergirl volume three of Rebirth. Girl of No Tomorrow is what it's called. Um, excited to read that because I've been liking the Rebirth uh, series, so hopefully it's good. I also bought some random single issues because we went to a different comic book store in Belfast. It's like an independent one. And nice. they don't sell a lot of the trade paperbacks. They sell just more single issue. And one of them I bought for like eight pounds. It's like 
it's like issue number 13 of Supergirl and it's like where she gets like one of her new costumes which is like more of the costume that you would see today nice um so I want to get that and frame it because it looks gorgeous ooh ooh (laughs) and yeah that's basically it but so that's pretty much been my geeky stuff so let's take a quick moment to remind everyone Katie to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already Um, Those ratings and reviews really help us get to the top of the charts. (laughs) We're we're going to be on Billboard, top of the charts. Yeah, just number one, number one on Billboard. They're like, that's weird. This is only for music. How did a podcast get up here? I don't know. Because we're awesome, that's why. (laughs) Exactly. So if you could just give us a little, you know, five-star shout-out, say, hey, what's up? I like you guys. That'd be great. Um, and don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek podcast network. We've got the comic box with Rob. We've got geek to geek podcast with Void and Beige, and we've got Geektitude with Joe, and they're all doing some awesome Marvel themed episodes, obviously with relation to the Avengers infinity war, (laughs) Avengers infinity war, which we will also be doing a themed episode next week. So that's a little teaser for you guys. Um, but we'll be doing something kind of just specific to us. So we're not talking just about the movie. We're talking about the female characters in the movie, which will be fun. But yes. um, definitely if you want to hear the reviews of the movies or you want like prep for the episodes, definitely go check all three of those guys out. And yeah, you won't regret it. So let's just take a little uh, promo break and listen to some commercials from those guys right now. Hey everyone, Rob here, your friendly neighborhood comic geek, inviting you to join me and my rotating cast of co-hosts each week on The Comic Box, where we tell you everything you need to know to become a world-class comic book geek. So join us for The Comic Box each week right here on the Geek2Geek Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week... Keep it geek. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. And we're back. <laughs> Why is that awkward every time, Katie? I don't know. It's just it's just really funny because we don't actually listen to the promos like in between that and we so just it's take just a sort real of this, quick like, pause. <laughs> we just pause real quick and then we're like, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. But yeah, we are back. So it is no secret that Katie and I love musicals. We talk is about it? it all the time. Yes. Like, so much so that it was actually hard for me to make this list because all a lot of my top favorite musicals are ones we've talked about already. Um, 
Yeah, so literally I couldn't put any Zac Efron related musicals exactly. on here at all. <laughs> exactly. Like got a problem. Like we both love Hairspray to death, but we've all obviously already talked about Hairspray quite, mm-hmm. a, you know. So things like that. But we thought it would be especially fun to talk about our top 5 movie musicals besides the ones we've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um And not all of us, you know, can make it to Broadway or Hollywood or the West End to see a proper musical. So sometimes we have to wait for our favorite musicals to come to the big screen. Uh, I'm still waiting for them to do Spring Awakening and Next to Normal. Just saying. (laughs) God, Spring Awakening will just be... Because, you know, I actually just saw that and I'd never seen it before. And now it just, it destroyed me. So I'm I'm ready for the movie version to be destroyed again. Exactly, exactly. So, Katie, what are your top five favorite movie musicals? When did they come out? Who did they star? Quick description of the plot, and what is your favorite song? Okay, this was kind of hard, but also kind of not, because I love movie musicals. (laughs) It was hard because there were so many, right? There were so many, so it was like, who is my top five, and then... I have a very long list of honorable mentions, which I'm That's very fine, excited That's fine, which about. I told you you could do. We're going to do yes. a, a lightning round of our <laughs> honorable mentions. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go in order from like my number one to my number five. Okay. So number one is Phantom of the Opera, and people can fight me on this. <laughs> like, come at me, bro. Coming like, right you, out of the gate just, with, you can just, fight me on this. Fight me. <laughs> People do not like this movie. Just they don't. It's because of who's in it. But honestly, I'm a hundred percent okay with it. And I've seen this on stage seven times. So come at me, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, so this movie came out in 2005, and it starred Gerard Butler, Emmy Rossum, and Patrick Wilson, and then like a whole long cast of more people, including Minnie Driver. But yes, these are the the top, the main three. Yes. So. If you don't know what this movie is about. So from his hideout beneath a 19th century Paris opera house, the brooding phantom, played by Gerard Butler, schemes to get closer to vocalist Christine Daae, played by Emmy Rossum. The phantom, wearing a mask to hide a congenital disfigurement, strong arms management into giving the budding starlet key roles. But Christine instead falls for the arts benefactor, Raoul, played by Patrick Wilson. Terrified at the notion of her absence, the Phantom enacts a plan to keep Christine by his side while Raoul tries to foil the scheme. Like, I love Phantom very, very much, but the Phantom is crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, deep down, you're just sort of like, I need them. I need just, just, I want them to be together. But at the same time, he, like, kidnaps her and then, like, tries to kill her boyfriend. And then, like, it's, it's a like, problematic it's just, ship. It's, but it's a it's... problematic <laughs> ship. Yeah, and then it just gets made worse when you see Love Never Dies just, like, increases it (laughs) to, like, no end. Good lord. Anyways, so my favorite, like, I actually have a favorite major song and then a non-major song from from this movie. So, like, my favorite song is Music of the Night, which is sung by the Phantom or Gerard Butler. Um, He is specifically the reason that people do not like this movie. So, Gerard Butler is not a... He is not a singer by trade. He is not a trained, like, he got trained bad. for this role. See, the thing is, is that they specifically chose him because of his acting ability. Yes. And, like, they taught him how to sing. 
And I think for somebody who didn't sing before, did a phenomenal job in this. And his acting was perfect. He was just enough creep and just enough lovely (laughs) as the Phantom. And he did a great job. And Emmy Rossum, who is actually like an incredible singer, did a magnificent job like in this movie and for people that that like the name might sound familiar she was in uh shameless mm-hmm. uh and then also in uh the day after tomorrow and like a bunch of other stuff so yes. my actual favorite non-major song is is called twisted every way and it's sang by christine diet uh or emmy rossum so nice i love that song it's a very short song where she sings about how uh if she sings in the final show that the Phantom will take her. Mm-hmm. And like, Raoul's like, you said he was nothing but a man, but she's like, but he sings and I just can't help but love him. And I'm just like, take it, girl, go with it. No, he's crazy. <laughs> don't, don't do it. <laughs> just such a problematic ship. And I'm over here like, why don't you love the Phantom? Why? I'm, I'm like, sure oh. you're not alone. Like, oh, I'm sure like, you're not alone. <laughs> why don't you love him? Oh, wait, he kidnapped you and then tried to murder you and then showed you a mannequin that looks exactly like you wearing a wedding dress. Yeah, that's not weird. No. Anyways, moving on. We all have faults. <laughs> well, we, we all have problems. It's, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's, it's just weird. It's fine. It's no big deal. You know, he's eccentric, you know. <laughs> No, he's crazy. Just no, he's he's no, no, no. He's crazy. We're totally kidding. He's 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 bad. No, just stay away. Stay away. He might sing well, but don't don't let that fool you. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) My number two favorite musical movie musical is Rent, uh, which also came out in two thousand and five, and this actually starred basically the um, entire uh, original Broadway cast except for one person whose name I did not put on this list like a friggin' fool. Oh, way to go. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Rosario so. Dawson, I'm assuming? Yes. There we go. Thank you. Um, yes. So it stars Anthony Rapp, Adam Pascal, and Dina Menzel, Tay Diggs, William, Wilson Germain, uh, Hiridia, Hiridia, uh, Jesse L. Martin, <gasps> our fave, and Rosario Dawson. So that's like the main cast. Um, yes. Everybody is original except for Rosario Dawson, who was not part of the original Broadway cast. Yes. Um, so in this musical set at the dawn of the 1990s, a group of New Yorkers struggle with their careers, love lives, and the effects of the AIDS epidemic on their community. Mark, played by Anthony Rapp, an aspiring filmmaker, and Roger, played by Adam Pascal, an HIV-positive musician, scramble for money to pay rent to their landlord and former roommate, Benny, played by Tay Diggs. Meanwhile, their friends Tom, Jesse L. Martin, a professor, has fallen for Angel, played by Wilson Germain Heredia, uh, who is slowly dying of AIDS. So this, I love this musical very much. I've seen it several mm-hmm. times on the stage, and I actually saw the movie first before I actually saw the stage production, Same whereas here. I saw the stage production before I saw Phantom, the movie. But gotcha. Rent is incredibly personal to me because I actually have a friend who I've known for a very long time who is HIV positive. So it's like very personal. Mm -hmm. I actually got to meet 
Adam Pascal and take a photo when he was in another show. And he's actually one of my favorite characters in this show. And my favorite song from this movie is One Song Glory, which is incredible. He does an incredible job with it. Um, I love Anthony Rapp, too. I actually have yes. his um, autobiography, which he signed when I went and saw, got to see the actual original Broadway cast sing live at the Pantages, which was like incredible. Amazing. It was amazing. I I cried. I laughed. It was everything. This movie is incredible. They do a great job with it. It's an amazing show. And I just love everything. So, yeah. So, Rent. Yeah. Great stuff. I was very jealous you got to pick this because it's definitely one of my faves. I called it first, like, last week. You did, and it's totally fine. <laughs> I was like, it's mine. <laughs> um, so, number three for me is Moulin Rouge, uh, which came out in 2001, which is starred Ewan McGregor, Nicole Kidman, John Leguizambo, and Jim Broadbent, which is, like, the, basically the main people in this. Mm-hmm. Um a celebration of love and creative inspiration takes place in the infamous, gaudy, and glamorous Parisian nightclub at the cusp of the 20th century. A young poet, played by Ewan McGregor, who is plunged into the heady world of the Moulin Rouge, begins a passionate affair with the club's most notorious and beautiful star, Nicole Kidman. I love this movie mm-hmm. so much, and they actually just came out with a stage production of it. What? They- yeah, so it's it. They showed it for the first time in Boston like a few weeks ago, and I cannot wait until this show makes its rounds on the stage and comes nice. to California. I will see it a million times if I can. Yeah. Um, it was hard to pick my favorite song to be honest. Um, but I went with the Elephant Love Melody, which is sang Aww. by Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman. Um, this story is beautiful and sad. And I love it. Yes. Also, Ewan McGregor, great singer. Like, what? Yes. Yes. This is, I think this is the movie where I absolutely fell in love with him. I agree. I agree. Like, number one, he is my, he is my Obi-Wan. My Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. Yes. Forever. (laughs) I just, I love him. He's so great. And I can't wait to see the stage production version of this. And I haven't actually watched this movie in forever. So. Yeah, um, I would, I would love, love to do a rewatch of this. Yeah, it's incredible. They did a fantastic job with it, and it's just, oh my god. If you haven't seen it, watch it, for sure. Yes, please. Um, My number four (laughs) favorite musical (laughs) is Rock of Ages. I am really surprised you picked this, but at the same time, not surprised. (laughs) It is literally everything I could possibly want in one show, because I love the 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 music that they have in this which is like journey bon jovi def leppard poison True. like all of the the 80s hair rock and roll bands that i absolutely love are all encompassed in this one film and stage production i mean i went and saw poison and def leppard live in concert and it was the best concert i've ever seen in my life yes <laughs> like up until this point like it was so good and those guys have been making music longer than i've been alive yeah like, they were celebrating the 40th anniversary of Hysteria. I think it was was it 40 or 30. I can't even remember. But I know that that music is older than I am. Yeah. And they've been playing longer than I have, that I've been alive. So it was, like, incredible. But Rock of Ages, it came out in 2012 and starred, of all people, Tom Cruise, 
Julianne Huff, Diego Bonetta, uh, Alec Baldwin, Russell Brand, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and uh, Melina Ackerman. So this movie is <laughs> just absolutely ridiculous and amazing all at the same time. <laughs> so the songs of Journey, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, and other artists underscore a tale of big dreams in Hollywood. Soon after hopping off a bus from the Midwest, aspiring singer Sherry Christian, played by Julianne Huff, immediately finds herself in trouble. Coming to her rescue is Drew, played by Diego Bonetta, a bar a bar back at the legendary club The Bourbon Room. With stars in their eyes, the young lovers chase their dreams, but a misunderstanding involving rock god Stacy Jacks, played by Tom Cruise, threatens to tear them apart. Rock god. <laughs> I think what I also really love about this movie is that everything takes place on Sunset Boulevard. And, like, I spent so much of my time after I graduated from college, like, going to the Viper Room, Whiskey A Go-Go, the Key Club, like, all of the Roxy, all of these places that were big names that you actually saw in, like, this movie. And they're playing at the Bourbon Room, which I think they used Whiskey A Go-Go for it. I'm not really sure Hmm. which, like, location they used. But, I mean, like, I felt like a personal connection to this, but also I just really love Tom Cruise, and I think he really loves doing these weird roles where he he played this guy who had like six shooter pistols like tattooed on his stomach like yes and he was very attractive and tom cruise is a really good singer <laughs> like amazing because my favorite song from this is rocky like a hurricane which is sang by tom cruise while julianne huff also sings but also pole dances for him um, oh. this scene was actually cut from the movie that was shown in theaters. Like you have to get the extended edition or watch the deleted scenes to actually watch this, oh. um, part. Okay. Cause they said it was too risque for the children and for the, uh, uh, I think the rating it was given, I think it was like PG or PG 13, but it was okay. too like racy, but they didn't want it to be rated R. Right. But they went all out for <laughs> they went all out for the premiere of this movie because Def Leppard and Poison both performed on the red carpet for this film. Oh my god. It was straight up like the biggest party ever. Very it's good. crazy. You should watch it. Like if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's really I good. I probably I probably should, yeah. It's really <laughs> funny. Like Russell Brand is actually great in this movie. Like it's so funny. Um and my last movie that I picked is one of my my favorite movie musicals is actually a really terrible movie. <laughs> it's so bad. It is not a good movie, people. Not at all. And it is Grease 2. <laughs> Katie loves this. I movie love this so movie much. so much for unknown reasons. So this movie came out in 1982 and it starred Michelle Pfeiffer, Maxwell Caulfield, Lorna Luft, uh, Didi Khan, and Adrian Zemed. So. This is obviously, like, the sequel to the first one with, you know, with John Travolta. The only character that's, like, they have other, there's a bunch of characters that are the same, like, the principal and her assistant are the same, and the, 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 uh, the coach is also the same from the first one, and Frenchie's in this, so Didi Khan, uh, she's in it. She's the cousin of, um, Michael, who was played by Maxwell, uh, Maxwell Caulfield. Got it. So. Anyways, so Stephanie Zanoni, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, is the leader of the Rydale Highs P- 
Pink Ladies, a gang of girls who are counterparts to the school's group of greasers called the T-Birds. So, <laughs> Stephanie is tired of her relationship with top T-Bird Johnny Nogarelli, whom I love. I love Johnny Nogarelli so much. <laughs> so she breaks up with him and quickly catches the eye of English exchange student Michael Carrington, played by Maxwell Caulfield, hoping to win her over. Michael tries to overcome his nerdy ways while holding off the jealous Johnny. All right. <sighs> and uh, picking my favorite song was really hard, so I actually put one and then two in parentheses. <laughs> That's fine. I did something similar. So my favorite song for this movie is actually Cool Rider, which is sang by Michelle Pfeiffer. And it is the dumbest song. Like, it's one of the dumbest songs ever. Because she's like, because Michael comes up to her and is like, starts talking to her. And she was like, I don't want you. I want a cool writer. And then she's like a C-O-O-L-R-I-D-E-R. And she's like singing and like flips her pink lady's jacket inside out. And it's black. And then she's like climbing on a ladder and like putting on sunglasses. It's just so weird. <laughs> Sounds like a musical, though. I mean, yes. Um, my other two favorite songs from this movie is one is called Reproduction, and they're literally singing about reproduction wow. in their bio class. And it is great. Like, it is such a great song. Um, and the other one, which is sang by Johnny Nogarelli, which is Prowlin', and it's such a great song, because they're supposed to be trying out for a talent show, and he sings this song with the other T-Birds, and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I will say that, like, one thing that I'm super jealous of, um, Rachel is actually knows. She went to school with Adrian's Med's kid. Mm. And so, like, she's met him. And I was like, you know Johnny Nogarelli? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Johnny Nogarelli. But, yeah. That's cool. Okay. So, did you want me to give my honorable mentions now or we'll do lightning round at the end? We'll do lightning round at the end. Okay, then I'm done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Those were awesome. Those were awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So, m- mine aren't really in a particular order, although, nope, nope, they're in no particular order. But, yeah, they're all mixed up. They're kind of in chronological, but not really. But, anyway, first one. Classic, Singing in the Ring. Um, it is a 1952 American musical romantic comedy film directed and choreographed by Gene Kelly and Stanley Donnan, mm-hmm. uh, starring Gene Kelly, uh, Donald O'Connor, and Debbie Reynolds. I love Debbie Reynolds. Yes. I uh, I was named after a character of a Debbie Reynolds movie, just saying. Okay, Chelsea, <laughs> it's calm a very, down. It's a very obscure movie, but anyway. <laughs> it, uh, it offers a lighthearted depiction of Hollywood in the late 1920s, with the three stars portraying performers caught up in the transition from silent films to talkies. Um, so my favorite song from this movie is Good Morning, which actually came from the Mickey, Rooney, and Judy Garland movie, Babes in Arms, which I actually didn't know until I looked this up. Interesting. I just assumed it was made popular from this movie. But it's actually from another movie. I thought that was interesting. Um, But also, this was the hardest song for Debbie Reynolds to film. They filmed from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. To the point point where her feet were bleeding. Oh, my God. Just, like, just bleeding. And she just had to keep going. Wow. Um, In fact, Gene Kelly was actually, like, a real jerk to her 
throughout the filming of the movie because she had no professional training. She was actually a, a gymnast. So she didn't have any like professional dance training and he just like mocked the heck out of her. And he even, he even said later, like, I don't know how she's still speaking to me because I was a jerk. Like they found her like crying under a piano at one point of the, oh, the filming. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Very sad. But I mean, it's a really good song and I feel bad for liking it now knowing like the back <laughs> story of performing <laughs> it, but, but it's a really good song. Um, so number two. This one is probably my most sentimental. It is the Cinderella, Rodgers and Hammerstein, 1997 TV film starring Brandy, Whippy Goldberg, Victor Garber, Whitney Houston, Bernadette Peters. It is like my favorite thing of all time. I watched it live on TV when it first premiered (laughs) for the wonderful world of Disney. (laughs) Became obsessed with it, bought it on VHS, watched it over and over and over and over and over again. And I even, uh, I I bought the original Julie Andrews live performance that they did in like 1954, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, it's, it's pretty much the same story as Cinderella. But if you, if you don't know, there's a Rodgers and Hammerstein stage musical version which has very different music um but the story is exactly the same basically you know it's cinderella with the stepsisters and the stepmother who won't let her go to the ball to meet the prince and you know so on and so forth but the music is fantastic and i'm probably just super biased because i've been listening to it my entire life <laughs> this is I was probably five the when best this came version out. yeah yeah it's and the it's best like, version okay the most multicultural cast you've ever seen to the yeah. point where it's literally impossible how these people could be born. Whippy Goldberg and Victor Garber get together and have a Filipino baby? I don't... What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, but uh, my favorite... I picked two songs because one song from the movie is In My Own Little Corner which I actually used to use in high school as my audition song. Nice. I probably can't sing it for anything now. My voice has completely been shot. But in high school, that was like the song that I used to audition for the musicals in high school. Um, And then 10 Minutes Ago is like the song that the that Cinderella and the prince dance to at the mm-hmm. ball. And they're just like, 10 minutes ago, I saw you. And then like, boom, they fall in love. <laughs> and so like and like my brother was also my who's autistic and you know also became obsessed with this movie with me and we used to like as little kids because like I said this came out when I was five as like little kids we used to dance to this song like we'd play it on the movie and then we just dance around the living room together like ballroom style that's adorable oh my god And he, like, he still loves it to this day. And I do, too. I get really emotional every time I hear this song. But anyway. Next one. It is the movie called Once. Which then, I believe, after got adapted to a stage musical, which I've seen. Um, Once is a 2007 Irish romantic musical drama film written and directed by John Carney. I'm going to butcher names just ahead of time. Uh, the film stars Glenn Hansard and 
Marquita Ergovia. That sounds great. Awesome. As two struggling musicians in Dublin, Ireland. Um, they, the two actors actually previously performed music as the band The Swell Season and composed and performed the film's original songs. Wow. Yes. So, funny enough, the main two characters don't have names. They're called Guy and Girl. Interesting. Yes, I thought that was weird. Um, So Guy is an Irish singer and songwriter who spends his days fixing vacuums in the Dublin shop he runs with his father and his nights playing his music in local pubs. He is on the verge of giving up music altogether when a Czech immigrant girl walks into the bar, hears him play, and refuses to let him abandon his guitar. As it turns out, she has a broken vacuum cleaner. Guy repairs it and she pays him in music on a piano she plays in a record shop over the course of a week girl convinces guy to believe in the power of his music and his love for the woman who inspires his songs Uh, they scrape together money to record a demo album and a motley crew bar of friends and their unexpected friendship and collaboration evolves into a powerful but very complicated love story so it's really sweet (laughs) Um, but yeah kind of heartbreaking at the same time yeah. Um, my favorite scene from that movie is when they are recording their demo album because there's one song that they just freaking jam to. Like, I'm talking like every instrument's playing and it's just like, it's like, you know, Mumford and Sons? Yeah. When they just like freaking jam and it's like, <laughs> like and the, yes. the banjo's going and then he's just like belting out this song and I'm just watching it going, oh! Like, you just, like, want to scream along with it. Nice. <laughs> it's great. Um, but that's actually not my favorite song from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weird like that. I love Falling Slowly, which I'm sure everyone has heard. They may not recognize it by the name, but if you heard it, you probably were like, oh, yes, I've definitely heard that. But the song that I go to all the time, especially when I'm just, like, wanting to, like, feel calm and like relax is the song if you want me which is sung by the girl nice it's just a really really pretty song like it's just like i mean so is falling slowly those two songs are just really really pretty songs Mm -hmm. and nice so number four is once upon a mattress which is probably not as well known to a lot of people Um, the reason why this is one of my top favorites is because this was the musical that was done my senior year of high school. Oh, okay. And, uh, I actually did as my senior project, all of the advertising for this musical. So I made up the poster that we posted around everywhere. I did up the, the programs and all that kind of stuff. It was really fun. Um, but this is the specifically the 2005 television movie version, which similar to Cinderella is like the wonderful world of Disney, like aired on TV and then immediately released to DVD. Okay. It, it stars Carol Burnett as Queen Agravain, which funny enough, she actually played the princess in like the original version or at least one of the stage versions. Oh, dang. So Carol Burnett clearly like loves this musical. Um, Dennis O'Hare as Prince Dauntless, Tom Smothers as King Sextimus, 
Tracy Ullman as Princess Winifred, who is just like the most amazing thing ever. Uh, and Zoe Deschanel as Lady Larkin and Matthew Morrison as Sir Harry. So it's got a lot of recognizable people. Matthew Morrison was in that? <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, he's a big Broadway guy, so. Oh, yeah, no, I know that. I know that. But uh, real quick, let me go. Oh, I lost the page where the description was for this musical because I couldn't copy and paste it for some reason. But it's basically the princess and the pea. Yeah. But uh, the queen refuses to let anyone in the town marry until her son marries. But he keeps sabotaging everyone who tries to marry him. <laughs> so, so people are like in the town are obviously incredibly frustrated. Uh, someone gets pregnant and, <laughs> and they're basically like, crap, we need to get this prince married so that we can get married so that we're not getting married out of wedlock <laughs> or having a baby out of wedlock. Yeah. Um, so they find this girl, Winifred, Princess Winifred. She's very um, tomboyish, very like, doesn't necessarily care about her looks, is very, basically not what you'd consider to be a typical princess. Yeah. Um, and it's re- it's really, really funny because Tracy Ullman is just very, she can play pretty much the craziest thing you can think of. Um, so my favorite song from that musical is a song called Shy. <laughs> and it's really, it's by Tracy Ullman. And basically the song is her showing up and basically being like, all right, who's this prince I'm going to marry? Who is it? Anyone? anyone and everyone's like oh not me no god no (laughs) (laughs) and she's like come on reveal yourself oh i get it like i i can be shy too and then she basically like belts out i'm shy like (laughs) that's amazing in the most unshy way she (laughs) just belts out like it's okay i completely understand it i too am shy and just like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> goes around saying how like oh i can actually be demure i'm also like embarrassed blah 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 but she's not she, i love it she she's the complete opposite of shy that's amazing it's so awesome amazing. so last but not least this is one of my like recently favorite movies it is the last five years with uh, Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan. Jeremy Jordan being from Supergirl. Uh, and Anna Kendrick obviously being from many, many famous movies, <laughs> including Pitch Perfect. Yes. Um, it was done in 2014. It is based on Jason Robert Brown's musical of the same name. The film is written and directed by Richard Lagravesness. Uh, I butchered that, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> the musical chronicle chronicles the romance between Jamie and Kathy. Uh, However, it does not take place in chronological order. All of Kathy's songs begin after they have separated and move backwards in time to the beginning of their courtship, while Jamie's songs start when they have first met and proceeds through to their crumbling marriage. Which is super fascinating. So, like, literally it opens up on the ending. Oh, and weird. then you see you see the timelines like meet in the middle of the movie and then obviously go their opposite ways. Interesting. 
it's super, super fascinating. Um, so the musical as presented on stage was like a two person show, but like in the movie, they obviously had to like bring in other people. Cause that would be kind of weird. Just no one being around them. <laughs> yeah. But, but for the most part, they are the only ones speaking and like 80% of their lines are sung. Nice. So like, there's very, very little dialogue outside of the music. And the songs are kept exactly the same as they are in the musical. The only thing that's a little iffy about this is the guy who wrote the original play apparently based this on his real life experience with his ex-wife. And apparently it's a little too close to the real story. Wow. Like, spoilers, like, for it, like, Jamie's not a good guy. (laughs) Oh, no. He's not a good guy. And, like, it's a very sad story about a, like... A crumbling marriage. So it's like kind of heartbreaking that one, someone went through this, but two, like that they then had to watch their ex husband, who was a jerk, become super famous for this musical about their life. Yeah, that sucks. But um, this movie itself is done really well. Um, it didn't do well in the box office though because they pretty much only released it in like New York. Oh yeah. Or like yeah, they like barely they it, it was it had a 2 million dollar budget and they only made like 145,000. Ugh. Yeah, which is such a bummer because people have said like this is Anna Kendrick's best performance ever. Like she is amazing and then Jeremy Jordan too. Like I love Jeremy his Jordan. His vocals were made for this movie. I love like, him. Made for it. So this was really hard to pick just one song. I picked one from each of them, basically. Um, my first favorite song is the opening song where Anna Kendrick is basically singing about their marriage ending. Mm-hmm. It's called Still Hurting. So it's basically, she's basically singing about like, oh, Jamie's over this. And I'm just here still hurting. Like, he's moving on to his great life. And I'm just sitting here hurting from this failed marriage. Yeah. But it's gorgeous. It's like, it's a really, like, well-filmed... It almost looks like it's one take. And it starts from outside the window. And then comes in and, like, circles her. Oh, cool. And it's just, like, yeah, it's just, like, a really well-done scene. Um, And then the second song... While I don't like what's happening within the scene, Jeremy Jordan sings the crap out of this song. <laughs> and the song itself is, like, just gorgeous. And it's called Nobody Needs to Know. Um, he's, it's, like, kind of after he's uh, cheated on Kathy and, like, he basically, like, is explaining how he's a terrible person and stuff. But, like I said, it's, the vocals are freaking amazing. Oh like God. this whole soundtrack is really really good um but yeah uh, i would recommend anyone to see that if you can it's kind of hard to find it used to be on netflix in the ne- in the u.s i'm not sure if it still is i think it um, is if you're in the uk it's really cheap to like either buy on dvd somewhere or i think you can like rent it on amazon prime but i definitely recommend it nice. so I have some quick questions since we still have some time before the hour's up. Yes. Um, how important is it to you for the movie to be exactly like the stage musical? Um, or vice versa if the movie comes first. 
Um, it doesn't have to be exactly the same because there's a difference between, um, like rent, for instance. So rent takes place all like, obviously all in like one thing and, Mm -hmm. uh, on the stage where it's like taking place all in like one location, obviously with like, um, different props and things like that. Um, whereas like the movie, you actually get to see them like move between the locations. And stuff yeah. like that. Um, there was one song that's in the musical in uh, called Contact in, in Rent, which explains how each of those that are HIV positive got it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did not do that song in the movie. So they cut that scene. So, like, when I actually saw that for the first time, I was like, this is so emotional. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I've never seen... Um, like obviously like Grease 2 is not a stage musical, like a stage performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I haven't seen, gotten the opportunity to see Rock of Ages on the stage. Like it's actually, it was a stage production first and mm-hmm. then became a musical. Um, I'm assuming it's pretty close to like the same thing. Obviously like their costumes are way different, but like as long as they keep the heart of whatever yeah. property it is that they make the musical off of, I'm okay with it. Cool. Next question. Are there any movie musicals that really got it wrong or that you just don't like? I really don't like Annie. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. I don't like Annie. I don't like it. I don't Um, either. I. Oh, God. I was like, I was looking at the (laughs) list. So I have mixed, like, a lot of people hate Les Mis, like Les Miserables. Like mm-hmm. the movie version. They do not they do not like it. Um, because they were like, oh, there were like so many bad singers and all this stuff. And I'm like, yes, Russell Crowe was terrible. Like we know. <laughs> but I think Hugh Jackman did a wonderful pl- job playing Jean Valjean. Um, now he probably wasn't perfect. But if you listen to the story that he tells about that film, like it makes you mm-hmm. appreciate it more because it was the role that he always wanted to play. He always yeah. wanted to play Jean Valjean in Les Miserables, but he was told right at the beginning of his stage career, like his uh, going into theater, that he would never be good enough to play that role. Yeah. But <laughs> got to that's on you, my friend. <laughs> yes. So he actually like, like, I think he did a great job. Like, Anne Hathaway blew her role out of the water. She did an amazing job. Just, like, you just got to get through the Russell Crowe stuff, guys. You just you just got to get through. <laughs> well, I'm glad we agree on Annie because I, I don't, I don't like know. It. Like, I feel bad because I know a lot of people are very connected to it. It just did not connect with me. No. And I, I don't. Yeah, I had a lot of friends who, like, absolutely loved that musical, and, like, no. I just had to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> you know, and if you like it, of course, you go for it. I'm sure there's yeah. stuff that we like that you don't. We yeah. all have different opinions. But, um, okay, real quick lightning round. You want to mention your honorable mentions? Okay, I was looking at your list of honorable mentions, and I'm like, does does one of those really count as a musical? Is it Selena? Yeah. I mean, I'd always count Selena in every, in every, I in mean... everything. She sings, I mean, it's a musical. 
It was on the list on Wikipedia of movie musicals. Plus, Selena is like one of the greatest movies ever created. So I'm yes. I'm fine with that. Anyways, yes. so my honorable mentions are Fiddler on the Roof, anything that Zac Efron sings in, so Greatest Showman, High School Musical 1 through 3, Hairspray, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Little Shop of Horrors, uh, the first Grease movie, Mamma Mia, Les Miserables, Into the Woods, Across the Universe, Oklahoma, and basically every single Disney movie. Nice. Well, mine definitely, a lot of mine overlap on yours, so I'm only going to mention like one or two that are also on yours. And I have a lot more, but we'd be here for days if I listed every musical that I yes. like. Um, so I have on here Fame, mm-hmm. uh, Mary Poppins, because Mary Poppins is a very uh, near and dear to my heart movie. Uh, the Sound of Music, which I like, and I I, I, lo- I would say I love it, but it's not, it's definitely not like in my top five. Um, Fiddler on the Roof is actually one of the first movie musicals that I've ever seen, mm-hmm. besides Disney, obviously. Um, it was actually shown in my like elementary school like class or something, and <laughs> it was hysterical watching every kid in the movie go, oh, another song? And it was like, have you guys not heard of what musicals are? Like, <laughs> I will tell you they- a funny story after you're done. <laughs> a funny story. Okay. No, I, I just loved that experience because I was, like, in love with it. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, there's so much music. And everyone else is just like, ugh, music. Um, and then, obviously, Selena, which you heard. I love which Selena. I, I mean, it's kind of like Greatest Showman, except they use her own music. I love Selena and and so many ways because specifically all of the music that is in the film is actually sung by Selena and not Jennifer Lopez. Um, they used her music instead, like having her sing it live. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was actually Jennifer Lopez's big break into the yes. film business was getting cast as Selena. Um, mm-hmm. It was a perfect movie to tell the story of her life. And it was so unfortunate that she was that she died before she was able to fully embrace like everything that was a possibility for her. Um, her husband actually just watched the movie Selena for the first time ever. Um, not that long ago, it was on Lifetime and he was live tweeting about it and it got to the part right before she died and he goes, okay guys, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I can't watch this, but thank you for being here with me. He thought it was beautiful. He went to, she got a star on the Walk of Fame. So Selena now has her own star on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. It's amazing. Um, God, I just love Selena. It's really upsetting that she died so early, but my funny story to, to least, at least it'll wrap it up on funny um, I went and saw Sweeney Todd in theaters, mm-hmm. uh, the movie that came out that had uh, uh, Johnny Depp and um, uh, Bellatrix, Bellatrix Lestrange, whatever her name is. <laughs> Helena Bottom Carter. Yes, her. <laughs> Helena Bottom Carter. She looks like Bellatrix Lestrange in that, too, so it's really funny. But anyways. She so, always does. <clears throat> Sweeney Todd is considered one of one of the uh it's it's a long-running musical on broadway and it's a murder musical that's what it is like it's about the demon barber of fleet street that's that's, you know in all the trailers there was singing it was there (laughs) it was there (laughs) 
okay? It was very clear that this was a musical. It said musical on the poster. It was music in the trailer, whatever. So Michelle and I go and see this movie because we're like, mm, musicals. Plus, like, Alan Rickman was in it, but it was, like, real weird. Like, like his part with Amanda Seyfried and, like, just, it was, was she in that movie? No, that's the wrong movie. Anyways, any anyhow, Alan Rickman was just weird in that movie. <laughs> but my funny story that goes along with it is Michelle and I are sitting in the theater and the movie opens with a song. Like, yes. With the guy singing. Okay. And we're sitting there and we're like, this is great. And people were just sort of like looking around at each other because they thought it was just going to be some like horror movie. No, my friend. It is a horror no. musical. Yes. So they're looking around at each other and maybe like 30 minutes into the movie, there's been like several songs. This girl <laughs> turns around, no joke, and looks at Michelle and I and she goes, Psst, excuse me. And we're like, what? And she's like, did you know this was a musical? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> She's like so embarrassing oh, for that person. Oh, 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 oh! You did? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we did. We watched the trailer. We read the poster. Like, clearly, pretty says- obvious. <laughs> Half that theater got up and left before the end of the film. Oh, it's so upsetting. Yeah, it is very upsetting because I mean that movie's not like the greatest movie musical ever, but it was still not bad. I, I mean, was going to say, there are definitely worse musicals. Yes, there there are. But it was just, like, the funniest thing to happen. Because you're just sort of like, how did you not know? Like, how? Like, People did you go in weird. blind? Like, not reading the plot? Didn't watch a trailer? Nothing? Didn't look at the I poster? Like... I don't understand how people go to movies and, like... Like, yes, I'll I'll go into movies, like, not knowing what the plot is. But I definitely at least know the general theme or genre yeah. and like if it's been well received or not. Yeah. But like, that's my bare minimum is like, okay, I need to know the genre. I need to know like who's in it. And I need to know like, has this been well received? <laughs> it was just like, Oh my God. It was just, it was just really funny. That's oh hysterical. God. Yeah. All right. Last few quick questions. Cause I think they're fun ones. Uh, do you have a movie that you like better than the stage version? I don't even know if I do, but... I, the thing is, is, like, I haven't seen every single, like, one well, that no, is one but... or the other. Um, but have you have you ever seen, like... Like, if, if you don't, that's fine. We can skip that question. Um, I... Oh. <sighs> no, I don't, because I kind of love... I. I love the Phantom movie a lot, yeah. but I also love the stage production, like, equally or just more. Yeah. But, I mean, I like having the ability to just be able to watch, like, like watch it. Like, yeah. Like, just put in the DVD true. or stream it or whatever. Like, that's true, helpful. True, true. And last question. Are there any movie musicals that you would wish would become a stage musical? Uh, Moulin Rouge is one of them, for sure, yes. which is now well, a stage production. Um, I actually have a lot that are flipped the other way, that are stage productions okay. that I'd like to see as movies. Yes, what are um, those? Spring Awakening is definitely one of them. Um, There's one of my favorite musicals. There's one of my favorite musicals of all time is called Urine Town. 
Yes. I've yes. only seen, like, you love this one just as much as I do. Yes. Um, which is only a stage production. I would love to see a movie version of You're Heck in Town. Yes. Oh, my God. I've seen this musical so many times. <laughs> so have I. Um, they were actually just doing it at Colleen's College at PCC, yes. at Pasadena City College. They just did it's it, popular... and I'm really mad that I didn't get to see it. Like, I love that it's musical. It's a popular college one. I've seen yeah. at least three different colleges perform it. And that's what I, I was every time I've seen it as a college production. Um, mm-hmm. I'd also really like, so this is actually a movie, but it's not a musical. So the full Monty, um, I mm-hmm. saw as a musical stage production, my friend Morgan from high school was in it, which was really thrilling because that was more naked Morgan than I ever wanted to see in my life. This is Morgan boy, <laughs> not Morgan, not Morgan friend of the podcast, Morgan boy, Got it. dude, yeah. somebody completely different. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> shout out to Morgan Reynolds for being amazing because he doesn't even like Broadway stuff and whatever and he's like super fantastic um, oh dang but I want to see that as like an actual movie because the movie version of the full Monty is like a British film mm-hmm. and I actually watched it it is not a musical but it would be hilarious to see it as a film version because it's about a bunch of blue collar workers who become strippers nice okay it is really funny it is really funny like the concept is still the same between like the actual film version because it still Mm -hmm. is like a bunch of blue collar workers become strippers but there's no singing so like i want to see the singing version because the music from the full monty is so good it is like amazing very good that would be great um do you have any i know you want to see spring awakening as a movie yeah, well, one that I just thought of right now that I thought would be really good, um, that would be a movie that would be turned into a stage. I think La La Land, I think it's only like a matter of time until La La Land is mm-hmm. turned into a stage musical. Um, in, ter- in terms of like musicals turned into movies, other than the two that I've already mentioned, probably Dear Evan Hansen, just because I know I'm not going to get to see that in New York anytime soon. And I would just love to see that be done. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's tons. There's so many musicals that I would love to see. Like there's just so many, you nailed it on the head with you're in town. Oh yeah. I freaking love you're in so town. good. Um, it's really funny because you know, how, like I put Oklahoma on my list. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've ever actually seen the movie from the 50s. So, like, the Oklahoma musical movie came out in, like, 1955. And it was, like, a revolutionary musical because it Mm -hmm. was the first to have a dream montage and include ballet in the the musical. It was, was like, big. But, like, I don't know if I've actually seen that movie, but my favorite version... (laughs) Is the recorded stage production from London featuring Hugh Jackman (laughs) and Shuler Hensley. So, like, Hugh Jackman is, like, playing this, like, he's Australian. So he's playing this, like, southern, southern guy um, (laughs) in a musical that takes place in Oklahoma. So he's got, like, this great accent, and it's just really great. And he goes, he goes, there's none, like, few little purdies to get you out a while. Like, it's just really, really great. It's so good. Um, But, like, I want to see, like, them make, like, take them and make that into the movie, like, a newer version of the film, because I absolutely love Oklahoma. The only reason it wasn't in my top five, because the version I love isn't technically a film. Isn't a film. It's a recorded stage production. Yeah. But... It is near and dear to my heart. It's the entire reason, part of the entire reason why I went and saw Young Frankenstein, the musical, 
at the Pantages mm-hmm. because one, Roger Bart, and I love Roger Bart. He was in The Producers, which is also a great musical, The Producers. Yes. I forgot to put that on my list. Um, and he also does a singing voice for Hercules. Uh, <gasps> he was playing Dr. Frankenstein, and the monster was Shuler Hensley. And he played, he was in Oklahoma with Hugh Jackman. So I was like, I've got to meet him because he sang with <laughs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Which I did. Oh, I met him. Gosh. Okay. I got his autograph. It was great. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Okay. I'm done. All right. So please tell us if your favorite movie musical is one of ours or if it's one that we missed. Send us a tweet. Just saying. There are so many. Like, uh, we're going to miss one. I mean, yeah. we're going to. We're going to miss many, probably, many. but please let us know. So I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. The show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at teatimewithkc. You can also chat to us. You can also chat to us. You can also chat with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash teatimewithkc. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, we love suggestions for future episodes, mm-hmm. feel free to email us at teawithkc at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And lastly, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek Podcast Network by visiting geek to geekcastcom And you can also chat with us in real time by downloading the messaging app Slack and joining our Slack channel at geek2geekcast.slack.com. And until next time, bye! Bye! Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.